Hello, hello. Hey, yeah, we're working. <laughs> You're right, it's so weird. I looked at the, I went into the main screen, no notifications whatsoever, but the little bell icon had a little orange thing next to it. Yeah, exactly. That's what, was, that's what I was saying. But uh, obviously, when I was clicking on it, it was just wasn't giving me the opportunity to like join you in the in in the podcast, but uh, I think that was probably because we were on the phone with each other. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, so, how... yeah, man, I kind of wish that we'd got a lot of that first like phone call like recorded because I feel like we could have done something with that. But yeah, just chop it around a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that's sort of my favorite thing to do, just editing. But yeah. Um, how did you how did you want to go into this? Did you want to do like introductions and then just jump yeah. right in, or did you want to just do like the whole Joe Rogan thing and just be like, are we in? Yeah, we're in. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tough way to go about it. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, make Joe Rogan it. Joe Rogan it. Okay, sure. So here we go. We're in. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> <laughs> did so, you want to go first on this one, Frank? Um, I mean, I'll take a back seat to you, dude. Uh, it's it's uh, your platform, so. I will say, okay. very proud to be invited on the podcast with my old friend, Rag and Bone Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know how many times I get that? I was it? <laughs> no, no, it's probably a bit of overkill, to be fair. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's cool. I was with my mum. We went to Norfolk Broads last summer. Okay. On the way there, we got some coffees, right? Well, I went in the, in the little... It's like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have TVs in this little coffee shop. Good. And... Uh, I just said, oh, can I have a couple of lattes and a cappuccino, please? Maybe like a little espresso or whatever. She was like, oh, do you know, do you know who you, uh, who you remind me of? I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know, say Buster Keaton or something? Or someone old? I don't know. Yeah. And she goes, do you know the rag and the bone, man? <laughs> the <laughs> rag and the bone, man. Honestly, 90. <laughs> wow. Well, she's up on her popular references. I'll give her that. Yeah, yeah, well up to pop culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that that's really really funny, dude. Yeah, man. See, I get I get it a lot. I get it gigs and stuff. But I thought that's that's why then you see the logo redesign that I've got lately. Uh, yeah, I did actually see that. It's pretty cool, man. But yeah, man. Um, obviously listen to a lot of your stuff. So, Mister Moments Matter himself, Josh Maddox. Uh, go and follow him on. Uh, what are you on all platforms as at Josh Maddox? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Wicked. Really respect the hustle, bro. And uh, I think a lot of the content's very insightful. Um, I especially enjoyed how playful you were with the "Where Have I Been" podcast, uh, where you did like the Hollywood announcer voice, a la Don Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think there's pretty much something for everybody in the content that's already out there so whether you're getting married wanting to organize your time better uh, or just wanting to build good habits or thinking of starting a business uh you know i think there's some quite insightful stuff there for everybody so go and check his content out <laughs> content out guys there for you yeah it's a uh, it is one of those things i try and sort of i don't know it's more like instead of just talking about magic all the time, so obviously it don't matter what you do, there's always more to someone than you know what meets the eye, so or the interest as well. And I always think about it in terms of putting content out, there's people out there that just love Rihanna, absolutely love, love all of her music, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And she drops songs like the Monster Song with Eminem, 
Oh yeah, definitely. It's hard to imagine that there's people that would listen to this and go, "Who's that? Who's that guy on this track?" And they don't know who Eminem is, and and it's the same for the other way around. You know what I mean? Yeah, someone. Yeah, someone could be looking at how to start a business or tips on getting married or whatever, and they come across yeah. some of my content, or yeah, you know, and that whether they think maybe for themselves or if not for friend or family or whatever. <laughs> this is so weird. So on the app. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's back on the app now. Yeah, I've got yeah. I'm glad Anchor is a really good platform to record on. Yeah, Anchor's excellent. <laughs> Big my... shout-outs to Anchor. <laughs> so, no sarcasm there at all. <laughs> uh, um, for those of you listening um, who already are familiar with us, you'll probably know that um, Josh Maddox and I attended the Radcliffe School in Wolverton together. Um, those of you who don't know us or know that now, don't you? So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably, um, it's probably one or two listening in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, I'd I'd like to I'd like to think so anyway. <laughs> you know what? Why why did you put your name as Man Frank? Man Frank. Um, basically, uh, last year, um, I was in a pretty long relationship um, of seven years. We were due to get married and stuff, and uh, we were out in Sri Lanka, and everything just sort of fell apart. So, uh. I basically became a bit of a recluse for a while and I decided that I needed to make a change um, to the way that I was living um, I just got pretty much, uh, you know, a little bit depressed and stuff and I, I basically locked myself away and reinvented myself a little bit um, so the name Man Frank came to me. Um, it's a little bit of play, bit of play on the, the whole Frank and Frank, Man Frank <laughs> sort of um, I live quite quite high up, um, so a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, you're 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 an Anne Frank character. You just lock yourself away in an attic and just write all day, do." <laughs> so that's sort of how that came about. Um, I mean, apologies to any Jewish people out there who may be offended by that, but uh, there's no um, nothing sort of uh, how would you say malicious about my intent. You know, it's just purely com- comical. So you know. I mean, what do you think about that then? Yeah, I think it's cool. And last night, I mean, I listened to, she got a SoundCloud. Um, yeah, SoundCloud, Man Frank. Um, Man Frank, 87 followers. Uh, uh, well, currently, uh, 7th of September, you've got. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, that, I've only been at it for a month, um, so 87 followers. Yeah, man. Um, I, I was happy to get one, to be honest with you. Hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. Just that first one, exactly. Zero for a long time. It's always that putting something out there and just hoping someone might even just get it. This is it, and I've had such a good response. Um, I'd just like to take this opportunity as well to to say a big thank you to Stay Away. Um, everybody, go and check his stuff if you're into like the whole chill hop, um, trip trip hop, um, that sort of stuff, lo-fi hip hop. Um, he's got a channel on youtube and he does amazing um visuals so big shout out to you dude but yeah soundcloud a excellent platform for you know up and coming musicians that sort of thing um will definitely be uploading the podcast so eyes peeled for that dude i've lost you again mate get it back on back on now you know i think it's probably where your is your does your screen like dim off um, I'm 
actually just uh, on an yeah, it's when it dims out, it just sort of loses. Yeah. Is there is there a way for you to keep it awake? I'll keep my finger wiggling on the screen for you, Frankie boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. So, as I was saying, so there's a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. Obviously, if you listen to this, you're more than likely aware of who it is. But he okay. was saying, in terms of, uh, he was speaking to a room full of like rappers who wanted a bit of his advice. Um, and he, he was essentially saying to them, if you go back maybe even 10 years ago, let's say yeah. 15 years ago, any rapper that came about 15 years ago, what they had to do was yeah. get studio time or try the best to find any recording equipment. Bear in mind, people didn't have smartphones back, you know, that, that long ago, really. Exactly. Or, no, this, this was back ring phones. Exactly. So to find something that would actually record is your first step, then get in the material, because it's not like you can just, you know, have like an MP3 or even, you know, Bluetooth a, a single file that can just be redistributed and copied a hundred times. You had to physically burn it even if we say cds right even if we get back to when you can burn a cd on a computer yeah you'd have to burn let's say 50 to 100 of these cds you'd have to oh and and people did i mean i i really did I, I don't know do you remember do you remember a dude called f tizzles from milton Keynes? no ah uh, so he, he was a very underground sort of artist so you know into the whole um, grime rap sort of stuff mm. um but yeah, I mean, he was quite prominent in that area, and he he would do exactly what you just said. Um, this was sort of just around. I mean, this was sort of MySpace times, um, so that gives you sort of an idea. I mean, yeah. YouTube was just just sort of surfacing as a platform, but people weren't really as aware of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people doing that. Uh, you know, just burning untold CDs and selling them out of the boot of a car, or just you know. Yeah, handing them out to people. Do you remember Camden Town walking around? They just, you know, I think even today, guys are still. Oh, a million percent. I I was at a gig um, in October to go and see Loki um, down in Lambeth, and I mean there were at least three people. I mean, I, I always show support to to up and coming artists and stuff. So you know. Yeah. A little fiver here, fiver there, you know. And you never know what you're going to get at the end of the day. So, yeah. you know, well, that's it. It's like a lucky bag, isn't it? Back in the day, you spend a quick. Exactly. That's the point. Like, you, you'd have to, I mean, apparently there's rumors that if you go to Detroit now, if you look hard enough, you'll, you'll find Eminem's posters and his flyers in like phone boxes and stuff like that. He would have had to put out. Now, yeah. what Gary Vaynerchuk was saying to these guys is like, you know what, how easy it is now, you can drop. As long as it is, and also, bear in mind, if you had the best, let's say you had the best one track ever, yeah. whoever listened to it would think this is gold, they wouldn't pay anything for it to listen to it one more time. You know, like mm -hmm. a track of music, right? Yeah, exactly. And, but you, you were back, you know, 10, 15 years ago. To try yeah. and get somebody to try a little bit of your music is going to be very, very difficult, right? But now, and you could have the potential just for, for it to go viral tomorrow today tonight why oh, i mean viral? the potential is a hundred percent there yeah that being said i take a sort of different view to it so i mean as much as the potential is definitely there i yeah. also feel that the market is very oversaturated um, oh yeah and it's very sort of trying to find a needle in a haystack kind of thing um i spend a hell of a lot of time um literally just listening to to people's stuff 
and I would say for every hundred tracks, there are probably ninety-eight mumble rappers out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got their face. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of them are really good. They're really good at what they do. Um, however, I think there's only so many incarnations of that sort of thing that you can listen to before you, your ears just become immune to it. Yeah. Um, no, it's not really. They're trying to stand out by looking all the same, sounding the same. This is it. Exactly. Same stories. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what the whole Lil Lil thing is, but uh, please no. everybody, no more Lils. We don't need any more Lils. There is one track I listened to it last night on your on your SoundCloud, and it actually like because I've I've listened to a few every, every now and okay. then. I bump my SoundCloud open. I see you put a new one on there. Listen to yeah. them. They are you can noticeably tell that they're getting progressively better. But the one I listened to yesterday, this your summer blowout, was that the one? Okay, so that was, I mean, that was just production mainly. Um, so I work with a lot of different artists and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm on a lot of different forums. So, I mean, a lot of you probably know me from there if you're listening. Um, hello. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, predominantly UK and US based, but, uh, you know, I, I do venture a little bit further from time to time. Uh, I'm a fan of the yen, so you know all, all those Asian market people. Please do hit me up uh, if you like it, the sound of any of my stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so a lot of that—that that was my main focus up until recently. Uh, was producing for other people, and it's only been in the last like couple of months that I've really started venturing out with the solo stuff. Um, so it means a lot for you to say that you know you're you're hearing the progression, and hopefully things just get better and better from here on in. Yeah, I hope. I mean, they they they're only going to build and progress as you go on, as with anything. Which is um, as we was talking yesterday, is like, is there any sort of underlying themes? And I think one of them would be like, see, um, when you first contacted me, it was about because um, obviously I do not only magic, but I do something called cardistry. For those of you who don't know what that is, if you've ever seen maybe all the, oh, the Dynamo shuffle, when, <laughs> when Dynamo does that weird thing where the cards are suddenly split into yep. you know, seemingly hundreds of packets and they're just sort of being twirled around like they're, they're all stuck together, um, that's almost like a separate art form in itself. Um, so when, when you, Frank, when you came, when you approached me saying about it, I was thinking, oh, you know, that's fine. I'll just sort of send it over. I don't know. You don't actually think too much in terms of what people are doing with their life. And obviously, exactly. when when we look back, I mean, it's what it's been what, 11, 12 years near enough. Yep. And there's there's a saying that 10,000 hours, I believe, makes you an expert in whatever you're doing. So yep. if you've been fishing for 10,000 hours, then you're an expert fisher, right? Exactly. Angler. A, a angler, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's me gone my separate ways from the Radcliffe School, Franklin, his separate ways. And there's clearly a, a dedicated amount of time from both parts here of whether it be magic or, you know, production or any, anything, anything that you're doing sort of with. Yeah. In, in the music I, industry I, is, you know, it's 10,000 hours probably that I don't, do not have committed into the music industry. <laughs> Just like you don't have that in magic. It's exactly so. But yeah, I mean, even from, from way back when, um, I, I sort of, remember you having interest in magic from from school days um yeah. so 
yeah, I, I, I definitely agree that the, there is a million percent of correlation between time spent practicing and actual skill levels. Um, I mean, same for myself. I, I don't know if you remember how much I used to drive people mad at school with music and emceeing and that sort of stuff. But me and, Tony, me and Tony Hatwell, <laughs> we, we used to um, have a little duo going. I, I was the pandemonium kid and he was tragic flaws. <laughs> and we used to drive the school mad with like Christmas concerts and all sorts of mad stuff. But uh, shout yeah. out to Tony Hartwell. Yep, big man, true G. <laughs> There's so many people from that school who are just amazing. Like, oh, I remember I was, I was in the car with uh, Simon Clark recently. I say recently, okay. every year ago. And he was talking about. He goes, "Oh, do you remember that kid Deli Ali from school?" I'm like, vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. He's like, he plays for England now. Yeah. He's from our squad. I remember him. I remember the kid. Like that's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, there there were so many talented sports people at our school, and um, again, big shout out to Mr. Lambert. Uh, he was a true beast as well. Richard Lambert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen Richard. And I see his brother as well every now and then, when I occasionally go to Northampton Way. <laughs> okay. Fair yeah, play. Good guy. If anybody, if I had to pin down somebody that I thought would have made it professionally on a on a larger scale, um, oh, Sharif. dude, you took the words out of my mouth. I definitely thought dude could have gone Premier League. Yeah, I, I the last thing I heard he played for Rochdale and Diamonds. Maybe if you're playing, if you if you can hear this or someone's told you about this, definitely get in contact. I'd love to chat to you about this. But yeah, Rochdale and Diamonds is the last thing I heard of Nabil, and then. Yeah. Went dark, yeah, didn't hear anything at all. Funny story about Mobile. So we used to, I mean, I, I lived out in the villages um, in a place called Hanslope. Yeah. So, yeah, it was about, I would say, give or take, a good four miles, five miles from, say, Wolverton. Um, yeah. And Nabil used to live on the other side of Wolverton. So we used to have these gatherings out in the village, um, you know, as kids do. And... I invited a few guys from school one day. Uh, everybody turned up. We we're having a good time, whatever. And then Nabil just arrives out of nowhere, sweat all over his brow. I'm like, dude, like, how'd you get here? Oh, I just ran. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran. Wow. That that is, you know, that, that's commitment, man. You know, like, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna go and party, school. but yeah, he, he does. <laughs> he, he gets the work done first, which is something. It's just. It's incredible to have that drive at such a a young age. Obviously, the, uh, even when we was at school, because I went to Bushfield with him as well, which is like the school before Radcliffe. Even then, he was so into it like, after school every single day. I mean, I remember going home, getting changed. My mum would drive me out, would go somewhere, and would always drive past um, you know, so the, the bit where he lived. There was like, like those garages, and he used to always mm -hmm. practice on there. And he'll be there for as soon as he's coming from school, he'll be just training just mm -hmm. for like hours and hours just putting the work in yeah and it definitely paid off 100 I, i'd love to see where he's gone with it um is there anybody from the radcliffe that you'd like to shout out or say a big thank you to <laughs> yeah probably the uh no, no one believes me on this like when i go to gigs i get for those who don't know I do professional magic i get paid to do people's weddings birthdays corporate events things like that any barbecues were massive this year funnily enough but when I always get asked the same sort of set of questions. Can you make my wife disappear? Why do you look like Rag and Bone Man? And how did you get into it? 
And I always yeah. tell them, I'm like, yeah, I got into it through cheating at school. Or card mm-hmm. cheating. And they, they look at me gone out, like they're absolutely blown away that I, I cheat at cards. <laughs> and for those guys that actually I, I do owe quite a lot to would be, we I don't even remember, Miss Lee. She used to teach English. I don't know if she's still there. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, so there was that class. And because I think me and a couple of other kids we were just messing around constantly, they put us in. Um, the other English class, I forget her name, but she had like frizzy hair. Was, uh, I know the... who I know who you mean. Forgive yeah. me, but yeah, I, <laughs> I don't really remember. But yeah. um, I will say that our English department at that school at that time was head and shoulders probably above anything that I'd experienced at the other schools that I'd attended. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mr. Ian Stewart, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Big shout out to you. Always a source of immense wisdom and someone, you know, I, I thought always had a lot of time and patience for me, especially. Um, so, you know, I, I was probably completely undeserving of that at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, utmost respect to you, sir. They were good. I wasn't in his class. Um, I didn't get it. I knew who he was. I obviously spoke to him a few times, but yeah, I was yeah. just in, in that class and the table we used to sit on. It was with it was so it was me, Chris Holland, uh, okay, Elliot McCormick used to drop by, play some yeah. cards with us. Who else? Maybe Terry Lee, if he's listening. Big shout out to him. Yeah, shout uh, out to you, dude. Yeah, Greenlee's massive. It is the Greenlee's massive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We used to we used to play cards. I think they they cottoned on that I used to used to cheat here and there. Yeah. I remember being in one of the IT classes. There's a there's a book that's I went about in regards to cheating. Mm-hmm. It's called The Expert at the Card Table, and they got this. It's like a tiny little book that you can buy. It's like a Bible edition. And I thought, you know what? I could just print this because I didn't have any money or anything of my own at the time. Got you. I could probably just print this off. So yeah. I printed it off in IT, and little did I know that this little Bible book, which is probably the same size. Each page is the same size as probably like an iPhone 4. Then that smack bang in the middle of an A4 piece of paper. And <laughs> <laughs> that got printed out. I had to use about probably about two packs of A4 paper. But Apologies t- to any environmentalists out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was all recycled, I'd like to say. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was just those early times at school. Yeah, it's where it all, all kicked off, probably for a lot of people when they're just trying to figure out what they're doing and, and likewise if you're listening to this and you are at school and you don't know what you're going to do or you're worried about exams or anything or you know don't worry too much yeah I, I would completely agree with that it's more about finding out who you are and getting that sort of concrete sense of identity um the rest will sort of come in time I mean don't get me wrong it's it's also important to you know try and learn as much as you can while you have the opportunity because once you're out in the world you know, earning money becomes a priority. Um, so definitely do make the most of that time while while you have it. But uh, we all go through we all go through these phases. So, do you remember there's there's a kid there called Josh Hart at school? Do you remember him? Oh, Josh Hart. He was a don. Um, shout out to you, Josh Hart. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Duke of Edinburgh's award <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> he, we were in the same hiking group um, for our Duke of Edinburgh's bronze, I think it was. So, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he's, he, to be fair as well, he's booked me for a number of events. I've probably done, what, 
four, maybe five gigs for Josh. Done it for the scouts, all these different things. And in terms okay. of like grades or anything like that, I remember he, while I was still at school, I remember Josh dropping out to work for his dad. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if he did exams or if he came back to them. I'm obviously just going on the assumption that um, obviously due to the, him not being at school, maybe his grades weren't there. But the fact is, it's irrelevant. Like he is, yeah. He's very, he's he's a clever guy. He's smart. He's got his head screwed on. I've I've seen exactly. him drive a number of nice cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely made his way in the world. He has. He really has. And I've seen. I know people. Obviously, you know, I've been working many jobs, and you always get the same sort of set of people. And one of them's always, oh, you know, I got my uni degree, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm in the same job as you. Exactly so, so your degree don't mean anything and when you're sat next to me because i i remember when i got handed my my results in radcliffe mm-hmm. i went to the table with that stated you know with with m was my surname that's where we had to line up and everyone had these big yep. brown envelopes and i think it was mr mindell i want to say <laughs> paper not in an envelope it was literally just a piece of paper which he had facing the ground and find out what they are now just turn it over if not then you know just don't look or fold it up or nothing I, I never occurred to me why it wasn't in an envelope uh, the only thing i think of that they was all laughing about in the staff room but my grades were literally f f f u u u a big f u to me <laughs> a big f u <laughs> it was <laughs> i like your style failed and ungraded it, it was honestly f u on my uh mm-hmm. on, my, on my sheet and i just thought you know what but i mean there's yeah, it, I mean, irrelevant that, now. So exactly. I think the main thing that people should take away from their time at school, you know, is, is forging good connections. And as I said, you know, just finding out who you are and that sort of thing. I mean, there's a saying, popular saying, you know, it, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And, and yeah. I think being a social creature um, probably paid off quite a lot for, for, for all of us yeah I, I completely get where you're coming from it's 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 the it's the sort of people around you that help you sort of make it where you're going in life it, it's not the grades obviously you could you could be the smartest person ever which means you spend all your time in the library all your time learning from teachers and stuff and staying behind you know learning extra you know curricular mm-hmm. activities or anything like that but you know what while the other kids that probably you thought messing about or being naughty or whatever when you you know it was in school they're actually my friendship group (laughs) they're highly sociable i think that's one thing the radcliffe got on most schools yeah is that exactly all of us were so sociable i mean i don't know about you friend you're probably with a funny guy in your group or you know that but you got you got a story i think is is the main theme here oh yeah i've got a story everyone we've mentioned like elliot mccormick is i'm probably if he's listening hi elliot definitely got a story he (laughs) I mean, yeah. I, I remember the first, just to touch on Elliot quickly, I remember the first time I saw that kid. He came in to, remember that tower block in Radcliffe, the tall one? Yeah, the maths block. He comes in late and the teacher's like, what What are you doing? You need to like be on time. Which teacher was it? Not Mr. Lyon. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think The it man was. with probably the smallest pair of feet I've ever encountered in my life. I've never seen this. <laughs> it's funny how much I actually do remember now that we come to speak about these things. Yes, but we, we should we should plan 
or get together a school reunion. Uh, yeah, I, I've often thought that. I, I think that would be a, a great idea. Um, I think they tried to do one a few years back. But it was like eight people attending from school with what a thousand kids. In our too year. soon. It was too. Soon. <laughs> but yeah, back back to um, Elliot and Mr. Lyon. Yeah, so he he said, uh, you know, why why you late? And he took you and you see, and he was really aggressive and horrible to him. And Elliot, I mean, most kids in any other school would have just apologised or had said their excuses or anything like that. But what makes you want to know more about Elliot is the fact that he spoke to this this teacher the way that he was just spoken to. Not yeah. as in like most people would consider it rude or anything, but at the time I got where he's coming from. He said, well, you don't know what, you know, why I'm late. He's just assuming. He goes, how yeah. about, you know, talk to me like that, you know, just shut up. <laughs> it's a bit like, exactly wow. So. Exactly wow. so. you got to give respect to get respect. He apologised he was late on the way in. I remember him saying it. Yeah. But straight away, he's got a story and you know what I mean? Exactly. Years, but every single person in Redcliffe had a story, and I don't think anyone's grades matter. You know, some people, sure, they went on to uni, I know Andre did. I even yes. met up with Andre in Nottingham Trent. We got very, very drunk one night. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up with him loaning me a pair of shorts, but I won't, I won't talk too much about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> and if you haven't been there, you've got some living to do. Exactly. That's the. <laughs> Let's delve a little bit into yourself and magic. Okay. So, I mean, I think pretty much everyone of our generation would remember Val Valentino. Probably not by name. Uh, for those of you guys, exactly the mask guy who did like the. Magic's Biggest Secret show on, well, I forget which channel it was, but um, a big part of my childhood, to be honest, and probably a big part of everybody else's. Um, 100%, yeah. He was probably the biggest, the, the most exposure that we had to, like, mainstream magic at the time. Yeah, so there's quite a few things I could, could say about Val Valentino. It's one of those really weird things. So magic, I'm not sure if many of you know this, um, it's the second oldest profession in recorded history. So, second to probably prostitution? Correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, there's always been that that you could sell. <laughs> but yeah, after that, you've always had in some form, that is, it's not just to say magic you know, from the off, but it has so many branches. So you've got obviously whole jesters entertaining, you know, kings and queens for you know, thousands of years. Yeah. You've got voodoo, black magic, even uh, spiritual healing would fall under, you know, the pretense of magic, you know, throwing bones on yeah. a table to read fortunes. And it survived. Magic has survived all this time, whereas clearly prostitution was always going to survive. Yeah. Where is magic? Why? Why is it that? Exactly. What why is it survive? It might be because I'm just in the Asda getting some ice balls. The missus is addicted no to them. Shout out to Asda. Um, anybody wants to hit us up with some free stuff, <laughs> we're more than open to that. Um, a bit of George clothing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm in a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I can't take the supermarket I'm in, case uh, we get sued. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more the fact about the publicity side of um, what Val Valentino was yeah. doing. Yo. Yo, you're back in the room. Yeah, that was weird. It just sort of all crumbled. Yeah, no worries. I, it's, it's Asda. Uh, I mean, the generic supermarket that you shop at. Uh, <laughs> but I don't frequent this, just so we're clear. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, uh, you're, is, uh... you're at the checkout, right? I just yeah. gave it away. <laughs> uh, I mean, either that or you've had a pacemaker fitted since the last time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just uh, just finalizing my transaction. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Cheers, man. I will say I've completely forgotten where we were in the conversation. Um, oh, that was it, Val Valentino, right? Ah, yeah, that's the one. What's this doing? Contact this. <laughs> we'll get there today, I promise you. Yeah, so essentially, it's like any publicity is good publicity for the art. Yeah, for anything. Like, because if, um, because obviously if people are talking about it, then it gets exposure again, right? People, you know, it's essentially breathing life into into what I do again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's the same thing time and time again. So with people like um, Paul Daniels, you know, if he does something, yeah, like he's he's gone now. Can't believe that he's actually died. But I know. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace, Paul. Um, obviously, when he does like something else or a TV special. Or, even when it's dynamo that gets caught out because he used wires to float above the shard, it doesn't matter. The fact is people are going, oh, did you hear about dynamo? Got caught out. Yeah. Do you know, oh, that you're actually the first person um, to mention that to me. I, I was unaware of that fact. Um, I was always quite blown away by, by, um, by that particular stunt. Um, so that's an eye-opener. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got a great team. Like, um, I don't know if, not only people know this, but like magicians are, I mean, obviously like TV magicians say, are yeah. predominantly built up of, no, they're not just one person. Yeah. I don't mean they've got like body doubles or anything, <laughs> but they've got consultants. So much like, you know, you, if you think um, Rihanna built a whole album yeah. herself, it's, it's delusional. Yeah. You know, she's had people that have promoted it, distributed it, um, maybe even write it. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, when you think about that, it's like, that's fine, because the talent. Exactly. And I mean, we, we all draw inspiration from somewhere, whether that comes from a team of people or from, from an idea that you have yourself. It's, it's always good to get, you know, other people's perspective on things. Yeah, so just, just the fact that, yeah, obviously, if Rihanna's building this, this album, mm -hmm. Um, and she's sort of, you know, singing, doing all that. If someone finds out that, oh, what well, Ed Sheeran, for example, wrote wrote a song for her that she yeah. sang, no one cares because Rihanna sang. Exactly. Same with Dynamo. You've got consultants that think of these tricks, and I mean, even the tricks I perform, are, you know, some of them, some of them are actually mine, but the majority they're just tricks that are timeless yeah. or they've been thought of by other magicians. You know, much like anything, like even even music at its core, notes. Every note has been made before. There's no new notes. No new new notes will ever come about, um, really, I would mean, there? The scales and and notes and stuff do sort of remain the same. It's just the octaves that change and that sort of stuff. But you know, yeah, like to to its core, there's there's it, it, there's certain frequencies that will always be the same, and they're like there's not. Obviously, there's new sounds that can be made every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in terms, especially in terms of what people listen to, I remember when um, was it Skrillex came out. Yeah, I loved it. A lot of people loved it, but then on the flip side, a lot of people hated it. Yeah. So there's always that classic that has to be maintained, and it's usually you know the same instruments that are always being used. Yeah. 
no, completely agree. No, I mean, but in, in, in regards to sort of magic and stuff, which, you know, which goes back to like the tricks and stuff, um, the dynamo uses like they're all these consultants have built into him, you know, so like a, a lot of them, you know, some of them are my friends, you know, I've got a guy called Tom Elderfield, he's really talented, Corey Adams, all these guys that sort of are consultants to dynamo, they're, you know, they're really amazing what they do. Yeah. And dynamo obviously just performs the tricks that they, they come up with, as well as his own, you know, he's just quite a good magician in his own right. Definitely. You know, every time one of these magicians comes out, it's, you know, I used to sort of go, oh, you know, don't compare me to him or, you know, that, that quote yeah. um, by Jackie Chan, <laughs> where everyone says, oh, you could be the next Bruce Lee. And Jackie Chan said, I just want to be the first Jackie Chan. You know, yeah. like, I used to have that mentality, but now it's like people are like, oh, what do you think of Dynamo? I'm like, yeah, I love him. He's really the best. Yeah. He's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. A quick story. I, see, um, I went to a magic convention years ago mm-hmm. and my hotel, no word of a lie, was about a mile's walk. And then, that's not too far, but when it's half four in the morning and you've been up since eight, <laughs> Yeah, so it's a good old trick. Yeah, so me and my friend Scott Thompson were coming at this pub called The Rusket, which is in Blackpool, right? Okay. And it's like half four, it was knackered. And uh, Dynamo's parked his Honda Civic while outside. Okay. And he goes, all right, good night, and whatever, you know, saying goodbye. I'm, I'm just like, where's your hotel, Dynamo, Steve? Like, and he's like, oh, it's, uh, I don't know why, do you guys want to lift? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's literally what I'm getting at, to be fair. Okay. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Scott getting Dynamo's uh, Honda, we're just driving around, probably like five in the morning, blasting Eminem. Oh, really? And it's these sort of moments where you tell people about it, and it's like, nah, that ain't happen. But yeah, it's, it's always good for the industry. It's always good for me if, if a new magician comes out, or yeah. if a magician brings up talent, you know, it's always good. It can never be a bad thing. How do you feel about the sort of transition that magic's taken in the last couple of decades with the advent of technology and that sort of stuff? Um, you know, the field's sort of been opened up quite a bit. Um, but I feel, obviously, mm. as, as a consumer, um, I feel that, obviously, with, with people such as, um, you know, like Dynamo, um, Chris Angel for another um, obviously quite probably less relevant today than he was um, in the early 2000s but uh, I definitely feel that the sort of showmanship element uh, overtook the you know sort of up close and personal feel that that magic had Um, I mean this is I'm purely talking about you know televised stuff and that that sort of thing Um, I'm sure if you if you go to any sort of magical performance um, in person, there's probably still a lot of up close and personal stuff going on, um, which is I know your yeah. your forte. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely find it very interesting to see. I mean, David Blaine for another. Um, I mean, although he tends to, I mean, in his early days it, with his street performances and stuff, I, I was always very keen on that sort of thing. Um, Whereas, yeah. you know, he sort of diversified into the whole, you know, sort of testing out the limitations of the human body and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot of, yeah, so it's loads of questions jam-packed there, but let's break them down. So you've got technology in terms of magic. Now, um, magicians have always been at the forefront of technology. So if we go back to like, you know, the 1800s, 1700s, yeah. Or even earlier than that, magicians have always um, 
had technology probably before anyone else but for the purposes of of using it in other ways like um my friend alan morrison he, he used to have this trick years ago where you get you get a card you sign it you sort of through obviously you know you've only got two hands so utilizing putting the pen in your mouth mm-hmm. while you're sort of drawing the card whatever take the pen back out your mouth cap the pen put the pen in your pocket however you want to play this trick smoke comes out of your mouth yeah. right and that was mind-blowing it's still still amazing to watch it's still Definitely. good but i think now now you'd sort of go is, is the pen is it, is it a vape is, you know <laughs> is it you know yeah and it's, it's so obviously technology catches up with magicians and there's always you have you ever heard that saying that jean robert i know i forgot who it was seen something um that any technology sufficiently advances indistinguishable from magic okay um you've heard that quote before I've, I've definitely heard it said yeah yeah so magicians have always tried to not exploit sort of exploit or abuse this sort of technology for tricks and stuff um and along the same lines of technology it's quite weird i did a kids party recently okay and it did it, it went really well but usually when i perform for kids i'll say you know pick a card and they'll pick one and they say you remember they say yeah and then i show them one for the purpose of the trick i'm going to show them a card that's not theirs that, but they say yeah yeah that was it <laughs> stand i mean you gotta think our generation frankly our, our parents they used to play cards yeah. right My grandparents definitely yeah. played cards we played cards to some extent and then the computers came yeah. in, and what's the first things we used to do on computers? Oh, solitaire. Exactly. So we still knew what cards yeah. were. There wasn't there wasn't a point where where cards, you know, weren't. You know, they, they was always around in our childhood. Now you got to think, I mean, especially my little girl now. She's two. She FaceTimed her nan on Facebook the other day, okay. and she knew that that's who she was calling. Yeah. She knows if she went on your phone, she knew how to go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows how how the phone works definitely even if it's something like an apple phone i mean we have like huawei so whatever if she has an apple phone she knows how to get onto all of it she's but that's not just speaking for her it's uh, yeah all kids that have grown up in her generation or the ones before it yeah take i don't know it's in touch with the cards and stuff but obviously there's always them there's always tricks that can evolve live longer than uh, than that anyway yeah, yeah. I find that very yeah. interesting as well um just how sort of the sort of technology technological understanding has sort of uh sort of almost evolved and permeated into the you know public stream of consciousness if you will um to to where yeah you say, second nature yeah to use. exactly so yeah i've got quite like a few not a, a futurist is the right word but i remember when it, growing up with like back to the future part two obviously my brother's generation as well but like watching that i used to love the idea of the future and then 2015 rolled around and we had hoverboards or just segways with no handles it was weird but i think now people don't understand we actually are we've got teslas that can do like naught to 60 in what less than three seconds they can you know travel seemingly endless amounts of distance yeah um, you go into McDonald's, you might take for granted that the menu changes. Yeah, it's probably annoying actually the fact that you're just trying to read it and it's changing. But to me, like, yeah, future's all around us. I think Blaine was one of the one of the ones after the mass magician because magicians were just mm-hmm. magic wasn't really all that cool. Yeah, it was more like, oh look, I'm on a stage and you know anything I do, you can't really disprove me anyway. 
<laughs> Blaine came out with street magic and it was like, wow, what? So you can just show somebody a trick and they're right there. The magician's right next to you. Yeah, exactly. Everyday objects. Which and the everyday object was a card. Very or... sort of beneficial on both sides of the of the fence. Well, that's it. Yeah, so you've got these guys on stage. Yeah. And before that, obviously, it was one of those things you'd pay to go and see a show. And he came up with the idea of, like, street magic, which was just sort of unheard of. Yeah. Like, the fact, you know, you've got buskers, and buskers have been around for a long time. Probably remember, don't you remember, Covent Garden as a kid, the Apple Market. Uh-huh. You got all the, uh, you know, all the magicians in there. Some of the best ones to this day, if anyone's ever listening. And you go into Camden, check out a couple of guys there, Ross McCourt, Sergio. These guys are insanely good. Very, very good magicians. They perform day in, day out. Yeah. And it's, it's a mixture. It's not, a cent- it's not really sort of close-up, close-up. I mean, it can be, but it's more sort of cabaret. They're same level as you. They're not on a stage. Yeah. Yeah, just just in terms of playing, it goes back to the fact that anyone can break these. The things that have come before it, like... Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the TV shows are a little bit different yeah. because they employ smarter tactics. One thing I, I absolutely... I mean, fascinated with, and I've used it a couple of times, um, is this idea of something called pre-show, which is essentially, it's like if I could show somebody which is a complete stranger a trick, the recording would make the trick so much better. I've not really cheated anyone, so essentially, it would be like me meeting you for the first time today and saying, hi, Frank, you know, do you want to see a magic trick? Or, you know, saying, hi, what's your name? Like, oh, Frank, whatever. Or maybe I don't even ask your name. Yeah. I just say, hi there, sir, do you want to see a trick? You say yes, I say pick a card. You pick one, let's just say you pick the four of diamonds or whatever. You put it back in the deck and I say, I just want you to keep thinking of it in your mind, all right? In fact, mm-hmm. now at this point, I'm going to put cards in my pocket and say, I'm actually doing filming today. Would you mind, Frank, uh, sir? Yeah. If we got this on film, my friend's over there with a the camera. Mm-hmm. You say yes. Now I'm going to go over and say, I'll just see if he's ready. Now me and my friend are going to come over to you and say, hello there, do you, would you mind if we filmed a trick with you today? Then you're going to say yes. I say, right, uh, my name's Josh. I'm a professional magician. What's your name? Frank. Yeah. We've never met before today. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, What we need to do is just be thinking of a card, like a playing card. Are you thinking of one? Yeah. Just keep playing around with this concept for a second. And then, oh, is it a red card? No. I'll be like, yeah, it's a (laughs) four of diamonds. You you do get that. All the time people going, no, you're a liar. You're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's that idea that you've seen a good trick anyway and I've just sort of interrupted the trick to record it yeah. but the people at home they're seeing me walk over to you for the first time it would be good if I, what I try and do I'll try and get a, a gig if anyone's listening to this and you live in London I'll uh, do you a discounted rate <laughs> for, for an event and uh, I'll just pay my way together yeah. and it'll make sure I'm in that area on the day <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome that'd be awesome man so yeah, please do, please do book Josh if you are in the London area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. fantastic! Yeah, I think we got yeah, as you say, quite a good dynamic. Good, uh, yeah. is it? It could always be one of them. Yeah, how you been? Yeah, good. You? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, cool. that's uh, always the way when I meet people um, and I haven't seen them for a while. Uh, I'll be like, oh yeah, what's going on? How have you been? Like yeah, same old shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been twelve years. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man. Shout out to David Blaine. Um, 
definitely broke some ground there. Yeah. Uh, what sort of got you interested in magic um, in the first place? There's one move that I saw. So going from cheating at Radcliffe. Yeah. So how it actually started was me and Andre went to that Tesco's in Wolverine and there was a okay. poker set. Yeah, like this sort of poker set. Um, it was, mm-hmm. I think it was about a fiver. So okay. we sort of went halves on it. Yeah. Um, learned poker badly. Um, <laughs> As you do. Tried, yeah, I took it to school. Um, no one knew how to play poker, so we just ended up playing blackjack. Andre definitely learned how to play poker. And I remember he was doing really, really well at it um, online and stuff, so he carried on with that. He still plays to this day, I think. Okay. And, uh, yeah, through cheating after school, or just, just as I was getting probably to the last year of school, mm-hmm. uh, I remember seeing this move where, in, in terms of cheating, let's say if there's two cards down, I would deal one card down onto that pile of face-down cards, turn the next card over. But the yep. thing was, the, the card that I would dealt down didn't actually get dealt down, it stayed on the pack. Oh, okay. It looks like it goes on the pile. So if you was to have no one card on the pile and deal one card down onto the pile, then it should be two cards there, where it'd just be one. Yeah. If there's no cards on the pile and you deal the card down, yeah. it looks insane. It's like... Right? Yeah, so yeah. I accidentally tricked myself. I later found out this was a move by a guy called Professor Leonard Green. Okay. Yeah, it's called the the snap deal or the laser deal or something. I accidentally reinvented that for a short amount of time as a cheat move, and it blew me away. Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe it. I just I did it to a mirror, and it looked insane. And I think there's still videos of me on YouTube. I, I don't know my old account details to take them off, but you know what? They can stay on there. Yeah. If you, if you type Josh Maddox or something, it comes up. It was like these 10-year-old fuzzy, grainy videos of me practicing. <laughs> yeah. Moves like that, or similar moves, and yeah, there's a one called Rubber Dub Vanish as well, where you sort of rubber card on a table, it just disappears, and that's what got me into the magic side of things. Getting to perform to people is a completely different story. I remember just shaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I think anybody that performs anything, fans of audience, uh, whether it be family or you know, a larger sort of thing, um, getting over those initial nerves um, is definitely uh something that you know has to be done but is quite difficult as well um, yeah it only sort of comes through practice yeah or, or just doing it like even yeah i got married last year and i was this, this speech i was dreading bear in mind i've done like magic for lots of people i speak to people all the time in in an in a year i could probably speak to easily ten thousand, twelve thousand people and then when it came to doing a speech in front of friends and family i was dreading it absolutely <laughs> It was the scariest thought ever. I actually yeah. just did it, and it was fine. I absolutely loved it. I wish I could have done it again. And I think it's it's that it's almost anxiety, isn't it, Frank? Where it's like because you you're scared of the outcome, so you start making up these outcomes in your head that aren't real. It's the thing that holds you back. You should just do it. Definitely. So something I wanted to touch on as well. Um, obviously, you market yourself extremely well online. Um, Thank you so much. No, no. Did you always have like a head for that kind of business, or did you learn that as things progressed? Um, a little bit of both. So, it comes from a lot of my first initial 
to be fair, that I only really revamped my business around April time this year, where I thought, you know what, I've not had a gig for a while, because gigs just used to just come to me from word of mouth that have been floating around for the last seven years. Yeah. So every now and then I'd get one through, I'd be like, oh, wicked. And it never occurred to me, because I used to know so much about things like SEO or whatever, I won't bore you, for anyone that wants mm-hmm. to know about it, it's essentially get, getting people to your website. And I'm thinking, I got all this knowledge in my head that I've had for years, and it's one of those things where I, I don't even have, I didn't even have a website, but I'm expecting to get gigs just purely through messages on Facebook, which do happen. But obviously me wanting more and more gigs, it I know, and I used to get people go, oh, do you have a website? I'm not really. I have a Facebook page, so that's good enough, isn't it? You know? Mm-hmm. They'll say, oh, do you, do you have any reviews? No, because, you know, what reviews? I can get you a, a, a you know, a website made with 50,000 reviews on. It doesn't mean they're to be trusted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is just me being stubborn and being like, well, you know, thinking these people don't know what they're talking about or thinking I'm maybe better than them. Yeah. <laughs> But then I actually sat down. I thought I need to get a plan together. You know what? I'll make a website. I'll get one. So went with Squarespace, and I got GoDaddy domain name. Got my joshmaddox.com back. Self plug yeah. there. Got all that together, and then got the business card. Since redesigned the site about three times. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of marketing, I think I've got a really like one of my friends. His name's Grant Clark. He's super genius, like clever at marketing. Yeah. Um. A company called Illusionist, which were like, I think it's the biggest magic company around. Okay. Um, in terms of like selling tricks, and he's we used to have these long conversations in terms of marketing. So a lot of my knowledge comes from conversations with him. Uh, a guy called Tim Ferriss, who has this book called Four Hour Work Week and Four Hour Body. Um, a lot of really interesting stuff there. But it's more the fact of everyone always does it everything the same, or yeah, definitely understanding between what branding marketing and all these they're, they're different everything's different and to understand it yeah on its own like my first logo said um i think it's, it's like the first logo concept i had anyway was professional magician weddings birthdays corporate or joshmaddox.com had all this stuff on mm-hmm. now think of any company logo quickly frank anyone you want yeah uh, let's go for mcdonald's mcdonald's what is their logo the golden arches right so at its purest form, their logo is an, is the letter M in the color yellow, right? Now, even with the the name under it, which is sort of like, because every company has a, it doesn't just have one logo, there's a few logos. Yeah. Um, so their bigger logo or their wide logo mm-hmm. would be the M with McDonald's underneath, exactly. right? Now, if you come from Mars and you saw that logo, what does it say? What does it mean? Who knows? Nothing. So... The, the, I, c- I come across this concept or the rule that a logo should um, I- it should identify it, or it should be used to identify not not to describe what it is yeah. so right now I'm, lo- I'm actually looking at house alarm and it says Yale mm-hmm. so they've got it right it's just a yellow circle with the word Yale on it yeah. I mean straight away you're probably quite familiar with the Yale locks Yale if I'm telling you what I'm looking at as well you know it's you know something to do with security of the home mm-hmm. and tell me that's what it is I just know that the same reason coca-cola spend millions every year on advertising yeah but yeah so it, it's just honestly educating myself on all this knowledge and then mm. acting on it because obviously you can you can have as much knowledge on anything as you want if you're not acting on it and you're not utilizing the information that you have mm-hmm. relevant. this is it and that that's something that's you know very close to my heart as well um 
I feel like there's so much wasted creativity in the world. And I'm sure everybody out there, um, you know, everybody's got something that oh my God, you know, yeah. that they can offer, um, you know, creatively, um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but I think the main thing is if you if you don't actually put yourself out there and, you know, take those steps to begin, it, it's just never going to happen for you. Ever. Yeah, never, ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of whatever, like, skill level that you have or whatever, you know, it, you're only going to get better through through practice. Um, you know, so definitely for anybody out there who has ideas, um, you know, I would definitely encourage you to you know, start putting yourself out there in any way that you can. Yeah, it, it doesn't even matter if what you do is good. Um, actually, I mean, it, SoundCloud, for example, with you, if you started tomorrow, just whatever you're making, I, I know I used to work with a guy and he was he was on like making music or he, he wanted to make beats actually. Okay. And I mean, it falls in the same sort of circles and he was saying, nah, nah, when it's there, I'm going to post it. I'm saying to him, it will never ever be there. Yeah. You'll never be happy um with it you can only sort of just I, I don't know about you as well if you've got an idea in your head yeah you can keep building on an idea for years what you need to do is just get it to a point where it's passable yeah. then release it get the feedback from people then work off the feedback and all of a sudden you think oh that's perfect that's exactly what they want it's what i want yeah exactly also i think yeah we often set impossible standards for ourselves um and most people would be surprised as to you know how receptive others are to things that we probably think are not so good yeah so yeah million percent i agree with you on that it, it goes back to how we are sort of everyone's sort of uh, like altruistic mm -hmm. so no matter it, there's this like a case study where you can show somebody let's say we we attended a, a wedding event yeah now i'm giving you the pictures to look through and you're like, oh, wow, you know, oh, that's cool. That's a good picture. Or even a night out, you're going through all of them. Yeah. So right past the pictures back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What color T-shirt was I wearing? You probably couldn't. You, I probably couldn't yeah, say. You, I'm going to say, what, what trousers were you wearing? You're going to know everything about yourself. You know what you're wearing, what, you know, what drink you were holding. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know any. You wouldn't even see a, you know, that, that gorilla video. We've all seen it. Yeah. It's one of those things. If you're not you're not looking at that so you wouldn't you know it's, so when we're putting these impossible standards on ourselves, exactly so details no one's actually going to pick up on anyway so you may as well just put it out yeah but one of the best tricks that i do mm -hmm. i mean and to be fair there's there's a lot of tricks that i do that that anyone can do um with minimal skill right some of the best tricks just happen to be kind of self-working if you know the little secret to it yeah these tricks that i do has no skill level whatsoever and you know what it's not even a magic trick <laughs> okay no. what 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 is it to just to obviously i mean, actually don't say because i don't want to spoil it for anybody <laughs> so a little backstory on this magician well he's he's actually a mentalist that i met in blackpool years ago Okay. He firstly, when I first met him, told me what my mum's name is and my best friend's name is. Really? Um, yeah. And I, I was like, "Well, that's decent." And I figured out afterwards how he did it. So there, there is method to it. Looked you up on Facebook? 
No, no, better than that. (laughs) He kind of broke into my phone, I think, but then he had to know my password, so it's quite layered. Like, it's very, very clever stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to smoke a cigarette at the time, so I went outside for a cigarette. Um, He comes out, and then he starts talking to me about stuff that... About my childhood and stuff, and I'm like, that's a bit weird. Oh, wow. And then he said, he says, make a wish right now. He said, actually, we need something to make a wish with. And long story short, a shooting star went past me in the sky. Oh, wow. So this guy is so, so, like, and I was like, for, for just to let you know as well, for anyone that's listening, I grilled him about this. I said, is it a pizza box been thrown in front of a flashlight? Mm-hmm. Is it a laser pen? Is it this? He's like, no, no. You, and, and this is the truth. I, I know how to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when... When he sort of, when I was grilling him, he he told me the only thing that's true is that it's a shooting star. It's a real shooting star. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so you think absolutely incredible? He must. So go in. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, like so. I mean, it, the idea of that, you know, however he did it, um, obviously you can you'd figure out the method if you think hard enough. Mm-hmm. So going from that to this trick that I perform now that he showed me first, which I think is insane. So he shuffles up this deck. Puts one card in the box, right? Mm-hmm. Puts the box in front of me, says that put your drink on it, do whatever you want. I'm not going to touch that box. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And he says, I want you to just think of any card that you want, right? So if you, you can try and do this now if you want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of how he did it. So he said that you can think of any card. Bear in mind, most commonly thought of cards. Out of the red and the black cards, you've got Ace of Spades, you've got the Queen of Hearts, um, King of Spades. Even the number cards, the sevens, are quite commonly thought of, just to let you know that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what one did you think of? I, think I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I was thinking the Queen of Hearts, to be fair. So it's right. Okay. So what you need to do now is definitely change it. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, I've got a new one. He says, right, what is it? I said, right, the five of clubs. And he says, okay, I'm not going to go anywhere near the box. Yeah. But you think the five of clubs, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch it. And he says, No one ever does this. And and to be fair, me doing this trick now, no one does this. You can change your mind now. You can pick any other card that you want. Because obviously if it is the five in there now, yeah, and you change your mind, mm-hmm. that then has to change, right? Yeah. But I didn't change my mind then, and you know what? No one ever will, I don't think. <laughs> so then, then what they do is, and as I say, this is the best trick I do, and it's not even a trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, open the box. So open the box. There's no card in there. I was like, I'm sure I saw a card go in. He didn't put one in. Oh. On the, on the flap of the box, there was some writing on there. Yeah. And this is after about five minutes of building this trick up, and it just says, fuck you. it is hands down the best trick i've ever performed at any gig i do it i've done it to young cool hip audience members i've done it to older you know people at weddings (laughs) (laughs) every time it kills it absolutely kills because no one's expecting to be told to fuck off by the magician (laughs) that's been paid paid to be there exactly I was expecting yeah. that. I'll be honest. I was ex- that was an anti-climax for me. I was expecting you to guess the card that I was thinking of, but 
Oh, oh, let me try. Uh, a number card, right? It's a number card. I'll, okay, I'll, it's odd. I'll tell you, it's it's an even, and it's a bl- oh, it... black suit. Six of spades. A million percent, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> I'm just uh, just that good. That that's why I'm worth every penny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> book now, Dutchmedics.com. Book now. <laughs> Awesome. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is awesome. That is an awesome, awesome, awesome trick, man. Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah. uh, you, just to flip between subjects, um, you had a nine to five at one point. I still do. You still do? I still do. Okay. What What is that exactly, if, if, if you want to go into that or... You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I've I gave my weirdly. I so I work at the CITB. Um, okay, construction the training listening. Yeah, <laughs> so it's the construction industry training board where it's for those that don't know, I didn't know this. It's like a massive uh ex army base or something, naval base. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, army base, yeah. Um, and it's got all these like different sections to the business. I work in something called National Construction College selling courses. Anyone that wants to do anything for plant or uh, scaffolding, anything like that, or health and safety courses, I just sell them those courses. Awesome. Um, it's quite a cushy job, to be fair. I, I work uh, 35 hours. It's quite a good hourly rate. Um, you get free gym, free swimming pool. I'll probably take my kid to the swimming pool tomorrow. Yeah, um, I get free lunches, like they're proper meals as well. Like they, you know, it's it's, it's really good. It's um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot going on for it. And when I first thought about doing magic full time, I set myself well to do doing the magic gigs. I set myself a task of getting to December and then going full time. Oh, okay. But I mean, the way it's going because my gigs are predominantly in the evening and on the weekends. Yeah, you don't feel the need to obviously give up one for the other. If uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it will get to the point where you know I'll be working, you know, six, seven hours in a week, and I can I can just live off that. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of how it is now, is I'm I'm going to keep keep at it until. Yeah, to be fair, for as long as I can, I'm not going to say December. Then definitely quit for no reason if I don't need to. Yeah, I mean, who can um, who can say no to free money in this day and age? Like, do you know what I mean? Exactly, and just being out of the house as well. It's sort of because I mean, the way I think about it, realistically, I could just do, and it's also you know, like I mentioned earlier about a guy called Tim Ferriss. He had a book called The Four Hour Work Week. Yeah. That sounds like the things dreams are made out of four hours a week and then you're done. And I can genuinely live off that in what I do. Mm. Like I I could work four hours a week, but all that extra time, as much as I've got another baby on the way, you know, I've got my kid now, I've got my, you know, my wife, you know, we could keep ourselves quite busy. I don't think it's probably the best idea Mm -hmm. to be having so much time, you know, all at least for now, anyway. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, I think it's. Uh... That's cool. Um, you got fired from a job for putting somebody's shoes in the fridge. 
Oh, did I say that on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, how in the hell did you know what that was about? <laughs> oh my god! Could we just expand on that a little bit? Did I say that? I must have said it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow! It's in the content. If anybody wants to go back and have a listen, I've lost you a little bit. My back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just had to give it a wow. wiggle. It's me trying to escape the story. <laughs> I I, uh, I used to work at this logistics company in Lodge Farm in Northampton. Okay. Um, and basically, uh, all the directors and stuff. Um, I was quite friendly with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day, you know, they they just sort of I don't know sellotape keys or whatever to the underside of a desk or yeah, yeah, just all this sort of you know dicking about really. Yeah. Uh, every now and then I'll get involved in it a little bit mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much as it sounds it's really weird so there's this girl called Lucy um, mm-hmm. and she's always put her sh- take her shoes off okay. and it's like even at least, honestly they used to smell quite bad <laughs> so all I did was just put one of her shoes in the fridge okay. and then she come in one day and said oh I can't see my shoe Ha ha ha! It's in the fridge. It wasn't even that big of a thing. Ah, okay. So it's a case of people giving it out but not being able to take it in return. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think it was that big of a deal. And then my boss called me in the office. And he said, "Oh, um, just wanted to talk to you. Uh, what's this here about a shoe in the fridge?" I'm like, "Oh, um, I put a shoe in the fridge." I'm like, right. I was hoping you weren't going to say that because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've actually got to let you go. Oh wow! Uh, I just looked at him. I was like, are "You, are you fucking serious?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, generally, are you being serious? Bear in mind, Emily was pregnant. My wife Emily, she was pregnant with our daughter Ivy. Yeah. At this point, she worked in the same places as, as I did. Okay. I'm thinking, are you serious? Like, you, the directors, honestly, are running around like kids. Yeah. Encouraging this behavior. I'm only joining in. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like I, you know, I killed my work. I was so good at what I did. Yeah. I used to relearn Excel and everything, mm-hmm. un- ungraded and failed grades at school. And there's me redoing anything I've ever known about computers to learn Excel. Yeah. Made these perfect spreadsheets. My work was always in on time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they pretty much just got rid of me for that. Wow. I can't yeah. say I'm surprised, to be honest. I mean, I, I do feel, you know, it was probably a bit. Um, what's the word? Uh, a bit, a bit of a hasty decision on their part, um, to do something oh, yeah. like that. Um, you know, we we all have worked in environments where you know there's a bit of piss taking going on. Um, sort of, I'm reminded of one of my first jobs uh, while I was actually still in school. Um, I worked for a garage, um, doing you know just helping out basically with MOT testing and that sort of thing. Um, And, you know, for the first few months, uh, I was asked to go and get tartan paint. Um, Oh, spray bubbles. (laughs) Yeah. I was sent for for a long wait, um, which I I definitely (laughs) did get. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I remember spending probably about two hours looking for a glass hammer. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) A glass hammer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I mean, 
thinking back, I was I was actually let go from there for a very like silly reason as well. I won't go too much into it because it, it's a bit you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of employers do like to dish it out, but they they don't very much of very often like to you know receive it back. So exactly. I mean, after my incident, I uh, freaked out on the way home. Sorry. And uh, I, on the drive home, I took a detour to Primark. Yeah. I bought a polo shirt. Um, and I went to Poundland. I bought a bucket, some soap, and actually made a car wash company, which you can still find on Facebook, called Speckless. Yep. And I kept all the books and everything for it, and it was actually profitable. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just sort of invented a business out of thin air the day I finished got fired. <laughs> yeah, I, I respect that a lot. And for anybody out there, um, you know, if, if you're struggling to find employment or find yourself, um, you know, in a, in a bit of a sticky situation, I mean, I, I would always say there, there is always a way to make a pound note. Um, I, I, I do have a lot of respect um, for those people out there, like especially the homeless. Um, I see a lot of, I mean, in my area, it, it, it's rife at the moment. Um, but, you know, they, they do find ways, um, you know, whether it's going door to door, cleaning windows to you know um selling even selling the big, big issue it's still a, that entrepreneurial spirit um yeah so, you know don't let the buggers grind you down um go out there and you know do your thing exactly 100 percent. it just it's, it's within you as well as corny as that sounds yeah exactly it's one of those things you know you're only you're only limited by yourself obviously i could have went home and you know went on the doll or whatever or mm-hmm. complained you know it was their fault and but you know what you just you can't have that attitude you need to be positive yeah you know and you know look for look for another goalpost exactly you know one door closes another one opens exactly and if it doesn't kick it through <laughs> yep <laughs> it will open definitely it might take some effort but yeah <laughs> um again to to spin off in another direction what what are you listening to currently? What's what's on your playlist? Oh, you touched on it earlier. I'm pretty. I'm loving Tyler the Creator's new album. Okay. I'm absolutely going mad for that, right? Yeah, I think a lot of us are. To, okay, I've just seen that Post Malone's just dropped a new album, so mm, yeah, I'm going to be getting on that. I've not heard it yet. I'm pretty excited to listen to it. Definitely. What was it's um Hollywood's um. Oh, I forget. So look. Yeah. It's called. Open up Spotify. Hollywood's bleeding. Hollywood's bleed. I I was going to say Hollywood's burning. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nothing, nothing's as good. If it, if it's as good as that first track, you remember that? I probably most people's introductory track, White Iverson. Mm, yeah. That was so good. Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for Post. Um. I would say one of my top ten artists of the moment. Yeah. Um, along with his buddy Joji, um, you know, I've been following that guy since Filthy Frank. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, 
any 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 other it, artists that you'd like to mention? I, mean, I always go through weird phases. Always go back to the same. You know, I'm like a yeah, me as well. I, I found I actually found myself listening to um, Kings of Leon only by the night album. Um, quite oh a my god, that rock star. Yeah, yeah, million percent. I I definitely think they're very underrated. Um, you know, they dropped off a lot after that, but um, yeah, that that will always be a classic. Yeah. Um, I mean, time now. I remember going into do you know the place, the living room in Milton Keynes. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's changed now. I don't know it's called Missalar or so. I don't know. Mm. But I remember going in there one year. You couldn't you couldn't go in there without listening to that "Sex Is on Fire" song. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was the soundtrack to that year. I think. To be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know what was it. Two thousand and two thousand and eight. Yeah, it was eight. Wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'd I say. I I don't know if you remember. I had like this bright orange acrylia. It was the year I got my. Um, provisional, and uh, <laughs> actually, I, I think you'd probably you'd probably left by then, because I, I did come back and do six form for about six months until they asked me. Yeah, to I didn't do the whole six form thing. Ah, fair play. Yeah. You didn't miss much, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what did you have? An orange one? Uh, an orange Aprilia, like a R one two five. No, I think it was a fifty cc actually. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I used to have like a like an old school sort of boombox that I'd put under the seat, and I was, I was that's cool. blaring out like Kings of Leon and stuff like that um, as I drove around. So probably a bit of a nuisance to the neighbours at the time, but that's <laughs> yeah. badass. I got a boombox. You have to. Everyone has to have one. They're amazing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is it. But yeah. What's your album now? Right now. Right now. Um. Oh, I'm gonna shout out Gort Grom. Um. He's a very underground artist, um, but man, his album is called Mellotations. Um, anybody that likes to sort of chill, I, I, I like the whole chill vibe, you know, of an evening. Um, I usually put records on while I'm working, um, you know, if I'm just in the edit or writing lyrics or anything like that. Um, just, you know, it helps me chill. Um, but yeah, he's got like a, a really, really cool album. Um, Mellotations, so I, I would recommend that to anybody. How you spell his name? Sorry, you spell his name. Um, so it's actually spelt kind of strange. So it's the and sign, A U T E, and then the and sign again, R O M. Um, and that's available SoundCloud, iTunes, all the major platforms. Um, really, really cool guy. Um, and yeah, I think. If you're a fan of, you know, sort of the whole like chill hip hop kind of stuff, um, you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. Wicked. And shouts to Cooley High as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna give this a blast later on today. Yeah, I, I'd 100% recommend it. Um, as I said to you before, you know, I spend hours and hours just going through like content on SoundCloud and stuff. And uh, that's where I get most of my music from these days. I, I try to stay away from the mainstream um, as I, I feel. You don't like Taylor Swift? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm up for a collab, you know, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> I still want to do it. I still want to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I do, I think 
a lot of stuff gets shoveled down our throats, you know, through radio and, you know, the mainstream media. Um, whereas I like to give, you know, the undercards a chance. Was there anything that you wanted to ask me, Josh? Yeah. So what's your, everyone has goals, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got lots of goals in your trajectory. What's your main vision? What do you want to be? So this is um, something that I ask myself quite often. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I don't actually have a concrete answer for that. So I spread myself very, very thin um, as of late. Um, you know, previously I've been mainly focused on the production side of music, um, you know, producing for other people as I feel I'm somebody that really can tap into and seize other people's vision. Um, I definitely feel of late, I've been, you know, sort of trying to transition more towards the solo artist kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the trajectory that I'm trying to sort of build towards um, is, you know, to release a project probably I'm hoping it should come out around November. I, I know I've sent you a couple of things from that project, like the tempo song with uh, my friend, It's Quincy. Go and check his Run It Up challenge on YouTube. Excellent. He shot a video on an iPhone, if you can believe it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. But also on the business side of things, um, intrepid creatives um that's that's my company um so basically in the new year we're going to be launching a new platform on i mean basically mostly based on youtube basically there's everybody take a shot um (laughs) yeah we're going to uh, be launching probably january i mean if all goes well um and that is a company um, with myself, um, a, a guy called Khaled. Um, uh, DJ Khaled. Not, not DJ Khaled. No. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, I've just completely butchered the guy's name as well. We haven't been in contact for a couple of months. His name's actually Khalil. <laughs> oh, no. I, I really that. do apologize, Khalil. Um, we should keep that. Let's keep yeah, we're in. keeping that. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry dude but yeah he's a he's a loop maker um he does a lot of stuff on uh, looperman.com um anybody out there who likes to produce and uses samples and stuff i mean i know there's a lot of people especially like arcade and those sort of people you know putting out loop packs and that sort of thing but f- in terms of free content looperman is the one um you know just sign up once you've made a registration, there's so much content that you can download and, you know, do a whole bunch of jazz to. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely a, a big supporter of Looperman. Um, uh, who else do we have uh, on board? So Idira, she's um, a graphic designer and artist um, based in um, Peru, I believe. Really? Yeah, so, you know, basically what what the vision is um so we me and the missus at the time uh, we were traveling back from from sri lanka uh, it was just making our connection we were sitting in dubai airport 
and I was reading quite a lot of news from back home and uh, I don't know if people probably remember you know the last couple of summers there's been like a, a real big increase in knife crime and stuff um, all over the country not just London yeah, yeah. Um, a good friend of mine was stabbed to death rest in, rest in peace to you um, but, um, yeah so I'd sort of mentioned um, you know I I definitely wanted to do something to try and you know sort of counterbalance that um so I, I did a lot of thinking on the plane um on the way home and uh it occurred to me you know what's being put out on the radio and stuff is very very different to you know the stuff that we were listening to listening to when we were younger um i i definitely think that this whole like roadman sort of gangster thing um is way too over promoted and um you know the culture is it you know it's definitely pr promoting you know the use of violence and drugs and over sexualization of you know young young people so you know i i wanted to try and do something to you know try and counteract that so intrepid creatives um i thought would be a good idea to do something um you know everybody everybody's that sort of active in in speaking out against this stuff um usually goes down you know the same sort of one or two paths which are you know um activism in the local area uh, you know marching petitions that sort of thing or you know you get the like short filmmakers and musicians that do like anti anti-violence anti-knives um that sort of stuff um i wanted to try and take a slightly different approach um and try and you know subliminally influence the culture um so i thought what a better way to do that than to create a platform um you know run by sort of young people i, I don't really include myself in that at this age but you know four young people as well so i went about trying to recruit and uh we've got you know a, a four strong team now uh, myself khalil Ndira, and another guy called george um he's a content creator and videographer um so yeah i mean we're sort of working towards you know getting some content together um nothing particularly you know sort of on the nail to just stuff that i thought was feel good um yeah you know, just to try and sort of balance things out but um you know we'll we'll see how we get on with it um but i mean yeah the general idea is to obviously create some some pretty cool content um and then run competitions um and stuff like that so keep your eyes peeled anybody who's got an interest in you know the creative arts and that sort of thing um that will be launched plug sorry go on yeah and i was just say plug it all to me i'll share it all about as well and that sounds really cool yeah definitely um there, there's a website um which is uh intrepidcreatives.co.uk um and intrepidcreatives.com um so that's sort of under construction at the moment my friend george um is in charge of that so I don't think it's live as of yet. Um, the plan is for everything to go live at once in Jan. 
Um, but yeah, there, there's going to be some pretty cool giveaways. Um, I, I'm hoping to, obviously, we're in talks at the moment, um, to team up with the company Gear for Music um, yeah. and Cass Art. Um, so hopefully we'll have some pretty cool, I mean, million percent, we will be giving away um, a lot of stuff. But, you know, I'm hoping to sort of partner with them in return, you know, for some free publicity. <laughs> yeah, 100% get it where you can. Yeah, yeah. so that, that should be cool. But, uh, yeah, man. So intrepidcreations.com. Creatives. 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 Yeah. But, uh, when it's all live, give me, drop me a link. I'll oh, uh, drop a link on my site too. A million percent will do. But yeah, I mean, uh, I just wanted to sort of inspire, you know, young people of, well, not just young people, people of any age. So don't feel like I'm specifically singling out the youth because I'm not. I mean, you know, anybody that's got an interest in any sort of, you know, creative field um, and wants to, you know, sort of build on their repertoire and skill set and that sort of stuff, then, you know, have a look into it. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah, cheers, man. I feel like I've waffled quite a bit, and I, I should have probably prepared more of a you know clean cut statement to you know. That wasn't prepared. No, not at all. <laughs> it's off the top of my head. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's brilliant. No, it wasn't waffling at all. No, it's quite informative as well. If you don't really, everyone's right. Yeah, cheers, man. My interest in podcasts, um, you know, I, I've been quite keen on them for a while since back in the day i used to listen to xfm and the you know Ricky Gervais. yeah i i, I yeah. you know sort of got into those guys probably five six years ago um yeah i think it was mine 2012 i started listening to mm-hmm. yeah, same similar sort of time isn't yeah it? mad where's the time oh, tell me about it dude but yeah i mean since then i've accumulated you know a big taste for that sort of thing um, shout out to JRE, uh, True Geordie, <laughs> True Geordie, yeah, yeah. the big man himself. Um, obviously amongst a lot of others. Uh, so yeah, I'm fu- really excited to finally be doing one myself, and who better to do one with? So yeah, I, I, I need to just jump on more of them. I think. Oh, definitely, dude. Your your stuff's really cool, really really cool. I, I especially like how calming your voice is like on the on the past that you've done on your own like it, it's really sort of yeah man the vibes that... i had one, one or two people message me from one of the uh not the last one i did but one before that saying you know what your podcast was the best thing to get me to sleep i didn't listen to any yeah. of it i mean but your voice <laughs> that is 100 like that's how i got into podcasting i used to just use it of an evening um just a way to you know turn off the brain at the end of a busy day so yeah tune out listen to Carl talk load of idiocy (laughs) modern meditation yeah yeah exactly so um but yeah i mean one format that i've always format rather that i've always um enjoyed is you know the desert island discs on radio four so yeah you're saying yeah man um so in terms of that for anybody that doesn't know basically if the the theme is if you were to be cast away on a desert island what would be the eight discs one book 
and one luxury item that you would like to have with you? So I'd like to pose that question to yourself. Right. So eight discs. Yeah. yeah. So say eight albums or singles, one book and one luxury item. And done. Okay. Shouldn't be too hard. The Smiths, The Queen is Dead, and Meat is Murder. Mm -hmm. Stony album. That'd be pretty badass. Awesome. Uh, the Eminem show. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one was great. Um, you jumped to book quickly. Yeah, go for it. I book. mean, it doesn't have to be eight. We, we're, I mean, let's change up the format. Let's say, Let's just say the four that you've said. Oh yeah, that's a lot of hours it already. <laughs> saved by them. <laughs> Hopefully. Book. I'd have to take the. Uh, I have to go back to Tim Ferriss again. Oh, actually, no. You know what? Look at my library that I've got going on. It would probably have to be the Dao De Ching. Oh really? Yeah, that's oh, amazing. Um, by is it Lao Tzu? Yeah, Lao Tzu. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I would definitely recommend that as a read. Um, Lao Tzu and Confucius, also, um, you know, all of the sort of Eastern philosophers, um, they've got, oh a lot, God, yeah. they've got a lot of cool Sun, so yeah, Sun, Sun Tzu, the art, of uh, war. Sun Tzu, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Sun Tzu, yeah, the art of war, million percent. I am, I'm a big supporter of that as well. Yeah, there's, there's endless amounts, to be fair. You can never go wrong with reading. Yeah. It's not usually, like, when, you, when you're growing no. up in school, it's not really cool to read, is it? But when you come out of, yeah. when you come out of school, you actually do start reading. It's addictive, and it's, it's wicked, yeah. So much knowledge in the world is already in books. Definitely. People are trying to create stuff yeah. all the time. Exactly. It's already there's in There's nothing a book. new under the sun. It's just reinterpreted it in different and new mediums basically i completely agree with that what would be your one luxury item josh deck of cards yeah. or, or a phone so i could call somebody <laughs> yeah i should have put more stipulations on it you didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> what would be your your four Dark albums side of the moon pink floyd mm. i knew you was gonna yeah, say that it's I don't know why. just, I just one knew. of the best things going um I would, I actually like, obviously I've mentioned Kings of Leon, uh, Only by the Night. I'm a big fan of Led Zeppelin, yeah. but I won't actually include them because I've already put one yeah, they... um, band in there. Um, so let me see. Uh, DMX, Grand Champ. <laughs> oh my God, I should have brought that with me too. DMX, put them up where my dog's at. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. Me, and oh, this is it's so difficult to just pick four, do you know what I mean? But uh, probably either anything by Nina Simone or Aretha Franklin. I'll, actually, let's let's just call it Aretha's Greatest Hits. Yeah, um, yeah. Bang! That there you go. Yeah, done. Because I feel like those choices are very eclectic, and uh, I don't know. She really, as a songstress, man, she really like speaks to my soul. 
I think she mm-hmm. speaks to everyone. So Definitely. that stuff is so powerful. In terms of Voice books, mental. I would take. I would take the Bible. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, I'm not a religious man, but um, I think there's something for everybody in the Bible. And in times of stress, which I probably would be stressed if I was cast away, um, I feel like you know there'd probably be quite a lot of soothing content in there for me and my luxury would be yeah a walnut whip gonna pop that in i'll take my but, time man you know i actually should go back to asda and get one of those walnut whips they get like a triple pack in there oh, I, was complete, I, I saw it today as well i should have got it about two years i'll just you very rarely see them in the shops like do you know what i mean they're rare, yeah. They're rare. They're rare. <laughs> walnut whip. Why not? Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. That's, that's a good list. I would, yeah. I would happily swap the list. Probably change the walnut whip. If I was getting most <laughs> yeah. in like thirty minutes, that'd be fine. I didn't say how big it was. It's just a, a, an extra large <laughs> one. <laughs> what we do need to do is discuss getting up. Me, I'll get up to you. We'll do. A, a, yeah, a visual one so we actually have some video yeah, I can actually show you some stuff, card tricks yeah. and show on everyone else Definitely. thank you very much everyone that's actually tuned in and listened to this whether we've dropped your name in because we used to go to the same school as you or you know, you're coming across from, from what I've been putting out what Frank's been putting out um, yeah we hope to do another one um, get some more guests on the show as well i'm also hoping to do uh, more of a, a visual one and that we could even do it live That'd be uh, we'll do it in, in frank's studio in london sounds really yeah nice high class studio in, in um, the skyscraper in the shard perfect so that's where we'll aim awesome. to do the next one well, with it's me been and a frank. pleasure josh maddox everybody go like and subscribe and follow Josh at Josh Maddox on all the all the platforms. You know, you know what to do. You know what to do. We'll leave all the links and stuff in the description too. And Man Frank on uh, um, on I SoundCloud. Don't actually do you don't you have Instagram? To be completely honest. Um, I'm I'm very lacking yeah, in that department. But he will do it. Yeah, soon to come. We'll get... Soon to come. Million percent. <laughs> well, it's been great speaking with you again, <laughs> yeah. my friend. But it's only been a lot of years. Yeah. And. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye. Till next time. Bye bye. I guess we just hang out. <laughs>